What is up? Welcome to episode number 252 of On the Corner, the official PitcherList.com podcast. I'm your host, Alex Fast, joined as always by the girly and giddy Nick Pollock. Nick, how you doing? What is happening? This is our last podcast before baseball starts. Unbelievable. Yes. Can you feel it in the air? Yes, I can. So can I. Feels good. We're both amped. Yeah, I kid. Yeah, you're gonna go go to the drum thing there. That's very nice. Yeah, yeah. I never heard that joke before. Oh, we can't laugh. We can't laugh anymore. Yeah, yeah. We've been getting reviews. We've been laughing too much, and we can't have fun. It's no fun. Oh man. Anyway, look. Like this is. Have you had your draft yet for your hometown league? Me? Yes. Yes. All seven drafts are done done. in the books. I am done. I'm in the books. I even released a tiny little sheet that said, I don't know why, my goal was spread it out this year, right? Okay. I don't don't want a lot of repeats. I have, out of 210 total drafted players, Mm -hmm. I think I have 143 original players. So, yeah, meaning I only have, I don't have anyone more than four times, and I only have like three or four people three times. Right, right. So I just tried to spread it out as much as possible. How about you? I I mean I did spread a little bit, but nah, I got I got a lot of Alcantara, mm. a lot of Tyone. Yep. Shocking stuff here. More at eleven. Yeah. I uh, but no, I have my final draft on Wednesday night. Oh, that's good. I like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm excited. That's my uh, that's my Brandeis draft. Oh, that's fun. Uh, and it's great. They don't listen to me whatsoever. Yeah, see, I have the exact opposite where my league mates sent me a photo of Alex Fast up to the top 100 <laughs> podcast. And and then, I mean, I got I got taken to task on so many dudes mm. and I was so upset. And my pitching is terrible in my own Well, league. but yeah, but you were like, no, I got to get shares of other guys now, right? Yeah. You were like, this is this just works my favor for my spreadsheet. Yeah, exactly. You know, of spreading myself out. Well, anyway, I, what I'm saying is, look, we got the last update of the, oh, yeah. of the list and it's, it's it's interesting because I, I updated the other one about 12 days ago and so much has changed. Mm. It's it's annoying and I feel in some ways, I don't know, like I've cheated everybody that like, oh, I'm all of a sudden now putting this guy up differently than I did 12 days ago, but things were different and uh, it's just the nature of it. I'm excited though. Yeah. I'm excited for the start of the year. This is my official like end. This is it. This is the one. Yeah. I had a nice little tier construction. And please read the notes. Oh, man. Please read the notes. It's so important you understand why the tears are there. You should start hiding Easter eggs in these notes. I really should. Yeah, that like rewards people. Yeah, like first person who says this gets like 15% off PL Plus or yeah, whatever. Right, yeah, right, yeah. right. Yeah, you get 20% off merch. There yeah, you go. That, that works for me. <laughs> I, I, it's important that you bring that up, too, because it was something that I put at the top of my updated top 100. So I always feel like such a dingus when you write a top 100, as I'm starting to experience. I think this is only my fifth or sixth, where you're like, <laughs> you're so sure about it when it comes. Oh, but yeah. like, you can wake up the next day and be like, that person needs to be three lower that person right. needs to be three higher i've always something i've always respected eno about like he he clearly has one sheet that he keeps somewhere mm-hmm. that he's like okay you're right i'll move this person up or down right right and right. like I, I you do it every monday i should we just you just gotta have a sheet somewhere that you're like as soon as you think about it just move the person you yep. know what i mean but yep. it is more reflective of like what you're feeling in that moment which might be maddening to hear but i mean this oh, stuff changes 100%, daily 100 yeah. i yeah, at every moment, I remember this so distinctly. I posted on Reddit after, and it's just, oh, yeah, I sit back and go, this is exactly what it should be yeah. at this exact moment. Then, like, three days later, I'm like, well, maybe not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why did you put that person there? Are you kidding me? But uh, but I will say, I, I started the whole Twitch experience today. Oh, yes. So you had your first first pitch stream today yes. this morning, and then you had the, the live stream from 12 to 2. How, yes. how did you feel? I, I it, tuned in. You yelled at me, but I tuned in. It was in. super fun. Well, you were DMing me during it. Who has it on the same monitor? You got to put it on a different monitor. I, I was distracted. All right, go ahead. You know, I yeah. was like, I can't, you know, I, I'm a I'm a cat. I see the badge flicker. I yeah. got to click it. Got to go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> The flick and click. I like to think of more of a dog than a cat, but that's you know that's another story. Sure. Anyway, uh, it was it was super fun. So what if you guys don't know? Every single morning, Monday through Friday, eight thirty a.m. Mm. Eastern time to ten a.m., I will be live streaming. It's going to be me recording the first pitch podcast, which was unapologetically unap- long today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really went into the whole schedule stuff and didn't realize I go like forty minutes. Brutal. It will be ten to fifteen. I promise. Moving forward, you know, I, I did adjust last year. Yeah, you definitely yes. did. You okay. definitely did. This was this was a weird one, but it was the first one. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, you'll see me actually make the podcast there, and then after that, in season, it will be my SB streaming articles. Also, I'll be writing it on the stream for an hour and a half. 
every single weekday morning. So come on by twitch.tv slash pitcherlist. I'll be doing that. And then Mondays and Thursdays, also another two-hour stream from 12 to 2. Mm. It's the list on Mondays. So yeah. you could have seen it before everybody else if you came to the live stream. Then Thursdays, I'm going to be breaking down pitchers that you choose for me. So I'll be watching any starts that you guys want live for two hours on Thursday. So I'm excited. It's a fun, fun time. Yeah, what we're really talking about is just unfettered access to you. You know there what I mean? Go. The uh, early you love morning that unfettered access. It's true. You get it. If you're if you're a morning person, right between eight thirty and nine, you can ask Nick questions on Twitch. Or if you're taking a break at work between twelve and two, and you want to talk about the stream on Monday, they have unfettered access mm. to you. And uh, the people listening also have unfettered access to us today. As we talk about a few things, the yes. first thing I want to bring up is, it, it, you know, I, we say it every week. You got to join PL Plus, <laughs> and, and and I know I bring it up every week, but man. Oh man, do I love Twitter news. It is just, it is the imagine best. like taking, so imagine you have your Twitter yeah. and you get rid of all the stuff that you don't care about, you know, because sometimes even if you don't follow people, things pop up and you're like, do I really want to see this? All it is is baseball news. Yep. You scroll it for 10, 15 minutes and you are completely up to date with all the things. And it's our fantastic community that does it. Yes. Um, so we're going uh, to, you, you should be there. So please join yep. if you're not there already. We're going to talk about some news that happened today. Uh, Nick released his, as he already hinted, the updated, um, both the updated top 100 and also the updated early season list. We're not going to talk about those separately. We're going to talk about them all together. Yep, definitely. Um, but before we begin, there is some news. right? So there is some news that we got to today, and I'm going to just scroll through the Twitter. News go. And we're gonna talk go. about it. So the first piece of news is that about Jake Odorizzi, who pitched today. He's targeting the Astros' first home stand for his debut. Targeting, not guaranteed. Targeting. He's going to travel with the team to Houston to get vaccinated before going to the alternate site at Corpus Christi to continue to build his pitch count. I actually liked what I saw today. The first start I didn't pay any attention to. He just got shelled, and he was like, I don't care. It's my first start. I'm really not paying attention to anything. I thought he looked pretty good today. His fastball had some nice movement to it. This, to me, I think is a guy that, like, if he's on a waiver wire right now, you can leave him there for another week or so if you're trying to get ahead of the game, especially if you're in a roto league. I think people are kind of forgetting about him because he had the terrible year last year due to injury. And I don't know. I, I still think there's a Houston isn't just going to, you know, they're not like the Orioles. They're not going to take a flyer on Felix Hernandez if it isn't going to work out. They're going to, you know, there's something there. Yeah, right? that, that was the, the obvious fit was Houston for Jacob Yeah, you Arizzi. called that too. And uh, many people did. I uh, bites. I'm with you in the sense that Jacob Rizzi is getting overlooked at the same time. You have to know if that's the kind of play you want to make because mm. you're not going to get him for at least a week, if not two. Um, they are aiming for that Astros homestand, but who knows? It, it's it's a thing like that's what they want to get to. Maybe they say, you know what? He can use one more time. Maybe Brandon Bialak looks good and like maybe we're comfortable with that too. Yeah. Um, I am a little hypocritical actually in this list because I did leave Sixto Sanchez. We'll talk about it in a second mm-hmm. um, while taking off Jake Odorizzi, but I am with you that once he is starting for the Astros, I do want to acquire him. Uh, he's like if I had him on the list I actually made my fringe uh, pitchers table I, I accidentally left it off initially I didn't realize I didn't paste it in but he is top 70 mm. and if you talk about the tiers that I made he is I believe tier 8 or tier 9 uh, on the list right now you're tier 9 ish uh, so I mean I'm in in that way but you have to stash and if you're in a situation where you can do that by all means, Jacob Rizzi should be at the top of your list. Yeah, I think if you're if we're getting league specific, which I know a lot of people listening really like to do, I'm stashing more right now in roto leagues and head to heads. I'm probably saying, you know what, I'm going to leave him alone for a couple of weeks and see when we're actually going to find out. Right. I don't think unless you're really really hurting, maybe you're a team that you know decided to pick up Sale and Severino or Soroka or whatever. You know, if you're really really hurting, maybe you could pick them up. But otherwise, you could probably wait a little bit. Actually, if you picked up those guys, if you picked up Sale and Soroka, you probably need someone who's starting right now. Yes. So you then, probably need more help. Yeah, you probably need more help. So we're actually going to get to who those guys are in a little bit. In RP news, we already knew this. Jose Leclerc's season is done. He is sadly going to have Tommy John surgery. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you can follow Rick Ram on Twitter at I am Rick Ram, who just crushes it with it's this unbelievable. stuff. Unbelievable! I feel like one of the most underrated analysts like yeah. out there. I'm not just saying that because it's pitcherless, but like Rick Ram is so freaking good. Yeah, he's at great. what he does with relievers. It's amazing. He is. I don't want to speak for him. I imagine. I think we actually. I think he and I talked about it yesterday. It's either going to be Ian Kennedy or Matt Bush. I'm personally holding on to. Jonathan Hernandez, who's probably going to be back in a few weeks mm. and then probably going to take over that role. Um, you brought it up earlier. Sixto Sanchez sent to the alternate site solely because they're just trying to keep those innings down and right. they don't need a fifth starter for the first two weeks of the season. How are you handling that as compared to Jake Odorizzi? Obviously, much more upside with Sixto Sanchez, but once again, both not pitching for two weeks. Right. Theoretically, I should have Sixto off the list, but I feel like it's more uh, laid out that like we'll see Sixto, I think, really after the first pass. 
okay. of the uh, the Marlins rotation, and we already knew that it would be 150, 160 innings. So we kind of were drafting him with this expectation anyway. Uh, so I didn't leave him there. It doesn't really change anything as far as my season view goes. But I do recognize the hypocrisy that like Sixto isn't starting this week, and I generally like to you know make my list so that if they are starting this week, they are on here. If they're not, they're in the fringe table. But I would still be drafting Sixto exactly the same place. Yeah, I mean, there it's like we said at the end of the day, there's much more upside with Sixto Sanchez than there is with with Jacob Rizzi. So Jacob Rizzi is a guy that can stay on the waiver wire. Right. You know what I mean? And in no league really, unless you're in like an eight teamer or whatever, is Sixto Sanchez even going to be on the waiver wire? Exactly. Yeah. You just kind of have to grin and bear it for the first two weeks. Uh, but you know what? Actually, it's kind of better. Right, because mm. I would rather have this get it out of the way in the first two or three weeks, and then we don't have to worry about at the end of the year. Okay, it's September, and they're not going to pitch him as much. Sure, we knew they were going to suppress the innings a little bit. If they're going to do it in the front end, that's actually a little bit more exciting to me. Some other news: we don't know necessarily who's going to win that fifth starter role in Oakland as of now. It's yep. theoretically between AJ Puck, Dalton Jeffries, and Cole Irvin. How are you planning that this week? I am not touching any of them. Really? Okay. Because they get the Dodgers right away. Oh, uh, and well, then, e- even oh, that's their second team. That's the that's the first pass. Is is the fifth fifth uh, team? Sorry, the yeah, the fifth start is the Dodgers. Fifth start is the Dodgers. Okay. Yes. Oh, so I, I just I don't want that. Yeah. I don't want that at all. I believe also the Astros are the second one, and it's just whoever that is. I'm not going to start them against those two guys. Yeah. So. I'm just out. And I imagine, I mean, this is what you'll see on the list, is there are a lot of guys that actually I would be interested for the long haul, mm-hmm. but it's just not worth it in a 12-teamer to stash them early on. If that's your game, you got the list there for you. Yeah. But I'm just going to wait, and I'm I'm betting that I can get a lot of those guys in the third week of the season, especially if they showcase skills that I like, just not the results. Yeah, you know, this is such a funny week. Because it's like, <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, that was not a laugh track, by the way. It was a real Nick Pockla. Um <laughs> This is such a funny week because everyone, a majority of people have drafted, right? Yeah. A, a majority of people probably had their draft yesterday. This is, we're recording on Monday, so it was Sunday. And now we're in that period where you're just staring at your team, you're staring at the waiver wire, and you're trying to, in many ways, outsmart yourself. You know what I mean? Who am I going to drop for Dalton Jeffries? Who am I going to drop yeah, for, right, for Matt right. Bush? Who am I going to drop for Ian Kennedy? Who am I going to drop for Rafael Dolis? You know what I mean? Like, it, it cracks me up because we're all so eager to get the season started. And you kind of hit the nail on the head. I know Vlad um, Sedler was tweeting about this yesterday about getting Dalton Jeffries, um, and he got him for a really cheap price in TGFBI, but like there are people, I think someone spent like $260 on like some pitcher. We have we have no idea if Dalton Jeffries is just going to get two starts and then be done. Sure, you know yeah. what I mean? Or be in the bullpen and then, you know, they're just waiting for AJ Puck to get healthy. So in my mind, like I know, and I'm speaking to myself too, I know we're all excited to get the season started. You drafted your team, unless there's someone you need to replace who's hurt, you know what I mean? You're probably okay. Like, just like <laughs> take a deep breath. We're going to get through this together. Uh, although there is some other news, and this is why I was even saying this because I got so excited about it. Freddie Peralta's in the rotation. I know. Josh Lindblom is not, which is does not I mean, make me happy. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. I mean, on one hand, I am very excited about Peralta because I watched more of that slider, and it really is a game changer for him. It's great. It's uh, the one concern I really should express about Peralta. So he gets the Cubs three times out of his first four starts. Mm. And I don't think we should treat it equally because the first start, I don't think Peralta is going to be fully stretched. You know, and he's probably going to, I would be shocked. I would be absolutely shocked that Freddie Peralta threw a full five innings uh, in that first start against the Cubs, but he couldn't by the second one. Yeah. And uh, it, it, it might pour some cold water uh, as one of my. <laughs> that scared the crap tile. out of me. Oh my God. It was God. the softest sound ever, but it terrified fast as my foam tile just fell off my wall. It was just something on the periphery of my vision, just so unexpected. <laughs> I thought it was on like LSD. It was just like something that looked like it was purely stable, just moving for no reason. Oh man. Sorry. Anyway, so Freddie Peralta. You know, some people might be terrified because the first start will not be like this massive impact. Some people have been comparing it to uh, Corbin Burns, who didn't really get a full starter's workload until about midway through the season last year. And we might see the same thing with Peralta. Burns is better than Peralta, but yeah, I still would be aggressive. If you are getting Peralta, then make sure you're planning on holding past that first start. I know I'm I'm I am I didn't get him in a single league and I am truly devastated by it. Uh, someone went to eight dollars <laughs> on him. There are a lot of I know, interesting but guys. I, I want to have one of them. Although you bring up an interesting point too, like the last spring training start for Peralta was Peralta into Lindblom, and that could theoretically be absolutely the start for the first go around, which makes Lindblom really interesting. Um, oh, yeah, if you need a sparp, yes, exactly. As a SP as an RP, yes. So if you're in a league that requires an RP and you want someone that would get like three innings or so. 
Maybe Lindbloom. Bloom. Those yeah. are the guys that I'm actually... I asked about it in the chat today in, in the general channel and PL Plus. If you're not there, you should be there. Um, about I'm excited to see who those guys are. I'm personally in a, in a starts league where you can only make 10 a week. So guys who have openers are extremely beneficial. And I am very excited to see who those people are going to be. There are a lot of things that I spend my time doing. Mm. That is not one of them that I want to do. What? <laughs> Figure out like who the openers are and who the uh, the guys are. Yeah. It's such a... It's such a headache. It really is. So it, I applaud everyone that does. Yeah, it really is a, a nightmare. I thought it was very funny today that Debbie Garcia was the recipient of the 2021 James P. Dawson Award from the Yankees, meaning he had the best spring training performance, and they rewarded him. Get by, out of here. By saying he's not Get gonna, out of here. It just cracked me up. They're like, wow, you really, you were the best during spring training. Congrats. You're going to the alternate side. Unreal. Because he's not making the rotation, right? He's, right. Yeah. yeah. yeah uh, so that absolutely cracked me up. I mean, they, they, they did highlight that there might be opportunities for a six starter in April. So we could okay. be seeing Davey in April at some point. Yeah, probably later on in April, because I think their first rotation, they the first turn, they skip Tyon. Well, they kind of do. They push him back one start. Okay. So it's uh, Cole, and then Cole makes the fifth start, and then Tyon makes the sixth. Okay. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, so Erod obviously dealing with dead arm, but I believe he threw pitches today, and at the moment, I think he is slated to be the SP5 for the Red Sox. Yeah, I was hearing also that they might skip him that first time as mm-hmm. well, but uh, it's just too much concern, and honestly, you guys know me, I haven't really been in on Eduardo, so I'm kind of like, let's just leave him off. Yeah. Um, that That's it for the major news, uh, and we're obviously, listen, there's no point in doing it so much because Nick's going to break it every single morning when mm. you're listening to the first pitch. I'm going to start it on this weekend. We're very excited to have that back, but with that said, we're going to be breaking down today Nick's updated top 100 that came out today, and we're going to be sprinkling in a little bit of the uh, analyzing early 2021 schedules which came out uh, I believe that was yesterday so two days ago if you're listening to this yeah it was it was Sunday where I was starting to update it and I just said all right you know what I could either update these tables for everybody Mm. or do nothing and I decided to update those tables so yeah those are there it's all updated it's wonderful and I even changed it today as we got even more news so uh, yeah definitely go check that out it's incredibly incredibly helpful so what I want to do today is I actually don't want to spend too much time in the top 50. Like, I don't know about yeah. you, but I've been re- I've been thinking to myself, like, when I look at my... I don't even know who the stars that I drafted were. Because, like, that's not how you win leagues, right? Sure. It, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Like, it's the guys who are not the stars. Like, I can't even recall the, the stars that I don't have. So we're actually going to spend everything uh, past pick 50. Sure. Okay. And, and keep in mind that I agree so much with this, because this is my theory of, like, you just need, like, four or five inside of that crew. For me now, it's the top 40 I added Tyler Molly into it because he has a really good opening schedule. And mm-hmm. I'm like, the biggest worry I've had about Molly is that he won't get as many innings early on and they'll have to continue to stretch him out because he doesn't really have a history of it. But he can honestly go like five plus innings if it's against a weak opponent. That means he can throw fewer pitches to get the outs. So Molly is now in that like, OK, I feel secure with Molly through the year. Yeah. But and then that's why we're also not going to talk about him too much because Molly's, you know, he's drafted, right? He He's a guy that like very fair. is 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 off and he's on your team already. So we're going to start after pick 50. The first person that actually rose uh, 10 picks. There's a few in this tier. So we're going to start in tier eight. And I'm actually glad that we're starting here. I don't think you this isn't one of the tiers. Yeah. Tier nine through 12 is the please read section. Yes. But, so we are going to get to that. We are going to get to why. Tier nine. I, I, I want to know means. one thing first about tier eight. About yes, yeah, um, that's what I want. There yeah. is so much green because I removed all of the injured players. Uh, so I have a fringe, I have a fringe table, and this is what I do in season. I, I've done this for seven years now, if you can believe it. And uh, the thing I've learned eventually is how to deal with injured guys. Mm. Is you just remove them from the table and say, "Cool, when they're returned, this is where they'll be." But for now, we're going to have them off the list. So I took all of the, you know, sales, Syndergaard, Severino, Gray, and Carrasco, et cetera, Gallon. I removed all of them. So Keichel, Gonzalez, and Davies all moved up nine. And then there's an extra one of Herman Marquez, who was just like, yeah, no. Okay. So that's what that is. So really, we need to, rem- everything needs to be minus nine. Yeah. Actually, I guess it's eight because David Price also fell because. I was going to say, because minor happen. went up eight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's eight. It's a plus eight for everybody. So that's important news, too. Actually, why don't we, not to digress too much, but we still don't know who the number five spot is. They said that it is between those three. Right, but it's Julio Urias mm-hmm. at four, though. So that's yes. why he's the face of this list. I pushed him up a decent amount. Yes, and that's really important. And we've hinted at him before, too. We talked about him with the podcast with the Eno and DBR. Oh, yeah. So you guys probably know our, our thoughts about him. But how are you? What are you doing with Price, Gonsolin, and May? So I have them, yeah, all in 
tier nine or later. Mm. And uh, as we'll talk about with tier nine in a moment, it's more of the exciting guys who could get those opportunities early on. Uh, and Price is one of them. Like, if he actually solidifies it, all you really need is one thing to go wrong in LA for Price to actually get playing time. Yeah. Uh, and I like the idea that David Price could be that old starter we used to know of going six innings constantly and having a sub four ERA and a sub one twenty WHIP and a twenty five percent plus strikeout rate. Mm. I think that's very attainable for David Price if he's given more of an opportunity. So of the three of Price, Gonsolin, and May, it's in that order of ability. Uh, so I have I have actually both Gonsolin and Price in that tier. Okay. For that reason May is like at the bottom. I'm like I don't I just don't want to. I don't know that that increased fastball usage does have me a little. It does have my I gotta interest see peaked. It. I got to see. I got to see him performing at a level that actually gets whiffs, mm. and I need to see him actually getting some consistent playing time. Okay. Well, yeah, I didn't want to get digress too much. That's just those specific guys. Now we're going to break down these tiers. So you talked about why uh, Dallas Keuchel, Marco Gonzalez, and Zach Davies all rose. Drew Smiley also rose fourteen. So we know the injuries, but what else put him into that tier? He's still eight? throwing hard. He is, and I, I will say, I, I, I was a little impressed. I still want to see if he can sustain that over the course of the full season. I'm with you. The last start I, I saw him make was... It was very good, and essentially, yeah. I, I found myself thinking, okay, Mike Miner, I am excited, but also a, a harder schedule uh, than Miley. Cross Martinez is back up to, like, 94, mm. so that could be good. Ryan Yarbrough has a really nice schedule, um, so I've rewarded this. Yeah, 28 spots. That's big for Ryan Yarbrough. Because I was kind of completely out on, on okay. Yarbrough. I was kind of like, ah, I don't think he's going to get the uh, the innings that he wants. Actually, I think I had him in a different spot in the rotation. Mm. Uh, and then I looked at it, I was like, actually, I could start him for most of these right now. And the Rays are going to rely on him a lot this year, I think, for innings. Yeah. So I rose him up into the same tier of like Dallas Keuchel. Like, okay, you can have good ratios, maybe not the most strikeouts. But Drew Smiley, to me, can't can make that impact like a bigger one and I'd want to start him for more starts early on. Yeah, and this is actually kind of an important caveat because it seems that there is a section within the tier, right? And you can correct me if I'm wrong. Keiko, Gonzalez, Davies, and I'll say Minor and Yarbrough aren't necessarily the highest ceiling guys, but are actually very high floor guys, yes. right? And these are the kind of guys that I found myself going after in drafts a lot too, if you had a lot of risky strikeout guys, sure. right? That's why I really like Ryan Yarbrough as well, because I really don't think he's going to burn you in any one category, right? I don't think he's actually going to explode He's not going to have a lot of Ks, right? He's not going to. It could be ERA. I mean, I don't, it could I don't be though. I'm just saying. A... I don't. I don't think he's going to be like a four or five ERA guy. But sure. if he's a four, it's like I don't really want that in my twelve teamer. Yeah. Then he's like Uber Toby. Yeah. Yeah. Uber Toby. That's called Spider Man. Yeah. Buddy. Sure. Yeah. You're right. Okay? Now Marco, I don't think he's. Yeah. Marco Gonzalez is up to fifty four now, which might startle a lot of people. And yes, I did get tempted to push him farther down, but. Yeah, and Seattle Mariners. I mean, he has the like the best schedule of the Mariners, which is kind of funny to me. That is funny. Like he's not the one that should have it. <laughs> Give it to Justin Dunn, please. Yeah, that'd but be nice. Dunn has a bad one. I'm sorry. That stinks. Although, and he's the sixth one, so he has to yeah wait longer. Yeah, I'm I'm curious about for people who are in weekly leagues, two start weeks are so great, right? And they're so beneficial. Yeah. And barring injury, the Mariners are going to oh, stick yeah, with that six-man rotation. That's a, that's a very interesting point. Yeah, that means you're rarely going to get two-start weeks from guys, and that kind of stinks, especially this is... I, I have a, a rostered Kikuchi in one or two leagues. Um, all right, so that is enough for Tier 8. I think we we understand where you're coming from with that. So now we get into the nitty-gritty of Tier 9, 10, 11, and 12. So what is the, uh, the thinking behind Tier 9? Okay, Tier 9... I call it the super fun tier. There's okay. always a super fun tier. Yeah. Of like the ones, I used to call them Spice Girls, if you remember that term, mm-hmm. which was uh, they want to be aces. Yeah. Right? And over time, like maybe one out of five, you remember their name. <laughs> okay, so there's Posh Spice. Yeah. Uh, and that's only the one I you know. You don't remember Victoria, any of the other ones? Victoria Beckham, but I don't know the other names. You don't remember any of the other names of the Spice what, Girls? I don't know what their names are. Their actual names. Oh. I just know Victoria well, Beckham. Okay, yeah, sure. So that's a, that's a Spice Girl to me. Yeah, I don't. You I only would, remember one out of five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So anyway, uh, mm-hmm. now, now you're really thinking about it. I'm you don't know. Of, yeah, Jerry yeah. Hallwell, right? I think that was her name. What? Jerry Hallwell, <laughs> I think, was Ginger Spice. Uh, I'll I'll believe you on that. Okay. Anyway, so she was. Look at you. <laughs> I'm so proud that you Nailed remember it. a Spice Girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. No. Anyway, um, so so tier nine is a lot of those like upside guys that. I, that could really pan out or they can completely fall you know, on their face. You don't remember them and you drop them for someone else, right? But the good thing about Tier 9 guys are that they, for the most part, have good schedules. Mm. Um, and that's a, a very important thing where I want to be not only taking a chance on one of those Spice Girls, but I also want them to be in an opportunity to succeed and help. Yes. 
And it's just a probabilities game. I'm not saying that the guys in Tier 11, who are also the fun upside players, can't succeed against a good offense. It's just not the kind of play you want to make. You want to you know, make it more in your favor as they play the Pirates or they play the, the Diamondbacks, etc. So Logan Webb is leading this off, and that's above Freddie Peralta. Yeah. Because I think it's a better schedule. The changeup is is really unbelievable. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I've watched this enough, and I'm I'm unbelievably impressed by it. And I, he's got a really nice schedule. Yeah, so for that, so for those listening, <laughs> I don't even like what he even say that for those listening. You're here right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. He starts at Seattle, then Colorado away. It's Rocky Road. Yeah, so that's great. Without Arenado. Yeah, without, In Oracle yeah. Park. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then Miami. Yeah, and well, theoretically, it could be Cincinnati or Miami, and then either Philly or Miami again. So either way, he's going to get Miami at least once there. Yeah. Man, that is really good. And, you know, obviously... He avoids the Padres. Take this with a grain of salt, too, but, like, you know what his K-to-walk ratio is in spring training? It's, like, 27 to 1 or something 17 like to 1. Yeah. Un- unreal. That's unbelievable. Like, th- that's the one thing that I'm going to take a look at. I don't care about the opponent quality, although it is good at 8, but, like, 17 to 1 walk ratio And so here's the thing, amazing. too. If you guys remember last year, I've, I've talked about Logan Webb as a secret Toby mm. um, because he had, like, a good enough fastball, and he just didn't have enough in the secondary stuff. But he, I felt like he had decent enough command to like make it work. Yeah. But now with a really, really good changeup, I think it's putting it together a good amount. So I'm very excited about Logan Webb. He's my leader of Tier 9 at 60. I also wonder if, like, are the Giants just good at doing this? Like, between Trevor Cahill last year, Kevin Gallisman last year. Like, I'm curious to see if they are good at developing these young arms. Yeah, and I did consider Anthony Descofani as well, but he gets the Padres right away, and he's not on anyone's radar, and there's yeah. no reason to stash Tony Disco. You're yeah. not going to start him against the Padres. Yeah, good point. Uh, so next up is Freddie Prato. We already talked about the upside there. He's at 61. Yep. He was from unranked. Great slider. We talked about David Price. Zach Eflin rises nine spots. I mean, it's, it's essentially just he's there the same place he was before for the most part i don't i find myself really wrestling with eflin i was actually tempted to push him farther down because i wanted to take more chances and other other fun arms here but mm-hmm. i was like you know what I, i'll still recognize look he gets i think the braves and mets and two as three of his first starts yeah three of his first four braves like braves braves mets i think that's not good i don't want to start eflin for that yeah that's really rough and you're gonna like he's I know a lot of people are in on Eflin, and I understand why. But as a fantasy owner, are you gonna like? Are you gonna deal with that? No, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't think I am. And it's funny too. Like I saw his his game today, and his sinker is fun to watch. But like, I was, I watched like Gene Segura try and make a play on this ground ball, and I was like, Uh-oh. oh god, like <laughs> really? These are the guys who are gonna rely on like Didi Gregorius and Gene Segura? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. That scared me a little bit. Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, 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 I'm, I'm not saying they're terrible defenders, but like, it's not like you've got a vacuum at second and short. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like that freaks me out a little bit. Man, how bad does that rotation fall off? To it goes Aaron Nola, Zach Wheeler, and then to Eflin, Matt Moore, and Chase Anderson. Yeah, it's not great. Uh, Spencer Howard will arrive though. Yes, in, at hoping. the end of April, and actually, he will be a, a circle target for me. I liked a lot of the stuff that I saw in spring and New uh, Velo. Yep, and uh, if he's able to be the consistent, that's great. Look, when he showed up last year, Spencer Howard was. Didn't really have the the slider and changeup that I had been told about, mm. uh, and I wasn't really high on him at all. But I'm I'm willing to say, hey, it was 2020, and I think there's still higher ability there. So I'll be interested when Howard returns. I got him for a dollar in my minor league draft, so I'm very excited oh, to hear you say Howard that. the Duck. Howard the Duck. Uh, next up, wow, rising 18 spots. He's back, baby. Matthew Boyd, boy, with his first start against Cleveland. I've liked what I've seen from Matthew Boyd in the spring, uh, and. Two of his first four starts are Cleveland and Pirates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with Minnesota in between and Houston. Mm. It's not it's not pretty, but I guess what I was the original th- feeling I had about Boyd was I wouldn't start him for Cleveland. That means I wouldn't start him for the first three starts. Yeah. Now I'm feeling a little more excited, I guess, or interested. The changeup is still good. Slider is back to what it was, from what I've understood. Yep. And velocity is. 92 yeah, like what we've seen this is this is kind of what we were hoping for last year yeah and i'm willing to take a higher chance on boyd now uh, it's still not like you know last year i was like hey 45 matthew boyd yeah now it's okay 65 you mm-hmm. know and i think there are a lot of intriguing upside plays but the same upside we saw last year is still there uh, and I'm curious to take a chance. Now, there's some fun young arms here. This is the fun tier. But you got Mitch Keller, Tarek Skubal, and Brady Singer. Yeah. So back to back to back, some young arms. Uh, so what 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 made you put them in that specific order? I mean, 
uh, I don't know. Okay, <laughs> no, moving I'm just, on. I'm just messing around. Uh, so Mitch Keller, Mitch Keller, same kind of thing with Boyd, where he didn't really live up to what we were thinking of last year. But last year he was hurt, and mm-hmm. then he had those ridiculous no hitter starts, but he was throwing harder. And I feel that we still really haven't seen the real ma- uh, Mitch Keller. Sorry, I. Uh, he gets the Cubs twice to start, and I I feel okay with that. Uh, Tarek Skubal is a different animal where uh, I think over time Skubal is going to be really effective for your team, but he actually has a decent schedule to start the year. I would feel kind of confident uh, starting him for. So that would be uh, Minnesota, then Houston, though. No, no, no. Cleveland, Cleveland. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Oakland. I was looking at uh, Casey Mize. Yeah, sorry. Uh, Cleveland, 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 Oakland, Pittsburgh. Mm. Yeah, Casey Mize is all the way down because he gets Minnesota, Astros, and Oakland to start. So that's exactly what I was going to ask you about, why Mize wasn't there. So you already answered that question. But yeah. in a vacuum, right, you got sucked into a Dyson. <laughs> yep, thank you. Anytime. Uh, uh, <laughs> are, do you have any preference between those two? It's still Scooble. Yeah. Yeah, I think Mize doesn't have the uh, the skill set to really push like a 25% strikeout rate constantly. At okay. least from what I've seen, it's reliant on a splitter that we know is inconsistent. It's a slider, well, it's a cutter, really, that is can be the golden pitch at times, and then it just kind of disappeared at the end of last year. And, you know, I, I'm willing to to admit, or accept that maybe, uh, you know, that wasn't the Mize that we've been promised, just like with Spencer Howard. Yeah. But, yeah, Scooble's repertoire, I think, like, more development of that is just going to be great. It's a really nice fastball, and he has, I think, three secondary pitches that each can develop effectively. Yes. Now, I think we all understand and we all believe at this point that Darwin was right. We are capable of evolving, and there is no better evidence of that than looking at number 70 from Unranked. You had a... I saw the evolving happen today. I quite literally saw it on the stream <laughs> uh, with Adbert Alzale, who I, beats out Alec Mills for the number five spot. I had a moment. You I, did. I was, so talk us through this. Yeah. Okay. So first of all, I was really upset that Alec Mills was demoted. Yeah. You know that I've been talking about Alec Mills for like three months about like, do you realize that Alec Mills gets the Pirates twice, and then finally it changed. Okay, fine, Milwaukee, and then the Pirates, and then he's not getting either. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I tried. I tried hard. I thought that he would be the number three starter for them. He's the number zero, I guess. But Adbert Alzale now is in that opportunity. Mm. <laughs> so you give me a look of like, yeah, uh huh. <laughs> Um, Alzale now has that opportunity. And so I watched more of him today. And I think those mechanics have been improved. Like the, he's 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 much more sturdy mm. and not as noisy in the beginning of it. Mm. Um, I was really impressed. Now, he still has some walk issues. He's yeah. not completely a finished product. But I think there's more to it than I was giving credit. And it's not a bad schedule early on. And I think I'm okay taking the chance. Yeah, that fa- that's what's so funny about him. That fastball ran in the clip that you showed today. That thing ran right into your brain. Um, <laughs> and and that's the problem, right? Sometimes it can run and it looks beautiful, but sometimes it can run yeah. its way out of the zone for a ball. Uh, yeah, I, I think, I mean, I, I regard a little bit not picking him up today because, I, I mean, obviously, too, like the Cubs are, you know, some might disagree with the news today, but Anthony Rizzo, but overall, I assume they're a very smart organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, their pitching coaches know what they're doing. And Alzale was a guy during the offseason where we heard he had revamped his mechanics. We heard he was, you know, working out and doing this and doing that. Uh, I think we would agree that the upside in terms of stuff is bigger for Alzale. And this is a, an interesting vote of confidence that the control issues, I can't say fixed, but could be better than they were right. in previous years. It's, now it's four walks in about eight innings so mm. far, which isn't great. No, at all. I look what I what I saw was better stuff than I saw before, and the first half of his mechanics much calmer. And I think there's a lot. You know, there's more ironing out on the second half of it. It's, it's essentially his shoulder opening up too quickly, and then all of a sudden that means he's lowering his arm angle, getting too far on the side of the ball, and that makes it have that kind of run that mm. can be. Uh, you know, feral command to bring back an old term. Love it. Um, but I, I think that can be harnessed. I think he's taking the right steps to harness it. And it might not show up right away. Uh, but Alzale was fun to watch, man. And I can understand, like, oh, he had so many good breakers. Mm. It was just perfect at times. And uh, you know me, I can't help myself. Important thing to remember, too, 26 Right, the stuff mm-hmm. isn't necessarily linear, right? So sure. it, it wouldn't surprise me if all of a sudden they're like, "Oh yeah, he fixed his command, and and the the, the pedigree is there." Uh, next up, another big riser, uh, number he rose twenty three spots uh, into seventy one. Trevor Rogers. This was an emotional day. 
Oh yeah, because, because Eliezer Hernandez. It, it in the kept back going points. back and forth. It yeah. was like okay, Eliezer was going the uh, the fourth game, which means now Trevor Rogers is the third game, mm. and that just completely changes the schedules for both of them. Yeah. So I had Eliezer around here, and I had Trevor Rogers <laughs> later on, and then all of a sudden, you know, Craig Mish was actually yeah, it's going to be a Monday for uh, for Trevor Rogers, which means Eliezer is going to be the third one. So I flip flop him again. Uh, but yeah, Rogers. I mean, obviously he's been impressing a lot of people in the spring. Uh, he throws mid-90s or so, like low to mid-90s with a heater. Uh, really nice changeup last year. There's talk that his slider is better. I'm not exactly sure yet, but he's done well in the spring. He has a decent schedule ahead. Uh, lots of Giants in there, and Giants are like mediocre. We're middling. They were, I think, like the top 10 offense last year, but eh, they're middling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel comfortable with uh, with throwing Rodgers out there against them. So I think Rodgers, you should get in on it. You don't have to. A lot of people are like, oh, my God, Rodgers is the next thing. I would rather go for Webb and Peralta above them. Yeah, it made more. Them. It would make more sense to me that like still like I, I'm excited about Rogers. I understand why people are excited. He was a reliever last year. You know what I mean? I think for the most part. So yeah. he's he's not like overall. I'm more interested in these upcoming weeks. Sir, he's not going to get a lot of innings. Eliezer is going to Eliezer is going to get more innings at the end of the day. It's going to be a harder road for Eliezer. What um, do you mean? As in the harder schedule. Oh, oh um, okay, and not yeah, to yeah. mention, I think Rogers has a deeper repertoire. Oh, that's uh, interesting. Well, he has three pitches as opposed to the two of Eliezer. Yeah. I want to double check, too. No, no. He did make seven starts last year. Why did I think he was a reliever last year? Yeah. I guess it's because he only threw 28 innings. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So that's, yeah, that's a, that's, he I had mean, like a 10 strikeout game, which was like, oh boy. Oh, yeah. Mm. I don't know why I thought he was a reliever. Oh, you know what? I, I do because Taylor? I get all of them confused. Yeah. Taylor, Trevor, Tyler, <laughs> all of them. It's, it, it, it confuses. It really oh, the Trodgers. Uh, the Trodgers. So it's dang Trodgers. <laughs> I always I always mix them up. Um, all right. So now we're going to move into Tier 10, which also has a pretty distinct reason for existing. What is in the... What is what is Tier 10 come from? Right. So uh, Tier 10 is, hey, I just need guys for like two starts to begin the year. Who should I go for? Love it. And that's Michael Pineda. Mm-hmm. It's J.A. Happ. Mm-hmm. Those are the first two you should be thinking of because the, the Twins have a lovely beginning to the year. Yes. You should take advantage of it. It's Detroit. It's uh, Milwaukee. It's Seattle. Actually, you know, it's Detroit again and then Seattle. And it's like, oh, mm. you get like all these lovely starts out of this. And Pineda and, uh, and Happ both can benefit greatly for this. So I would be looking at them late, especially in leagues that like, I got in, you know, I have an IL guy. Yeah. And you need something really quickly, then all the hot topics are gone. Yeah. You know, all the Spencers are gone. That's a fun joke. Uh, and then you can just get Jay Hop and like, oh, I just got two quality starts. Hop is be wonderful. A nice transition into Odorizzi, theoretically. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, this is, it can even be like, you see tier 10. You're like, great, I get tier 10 and then I get tier 11 after. Yeah. You know, because tier 11 is all like bad schedules. Yeah. And then they do things that we like. And then all of a sudden we're, you know, we're moving on from Garrett Richards, who gets the Orioles twice in a row. Yeah. There are some really, really nice pairings that we can get into in tier 11, but just some other guys to highlight. I mean, I've been getting a lot of questions about him, too. Uh, He goes from uh, not ranked to number 75, and that's Carlos Rodon. Mm. I mean, personally, for me, this is a guy that we were always excited about with that slider, right? We saw that slider. We were super excited. I'm still a little hesitant. And obviously, we're going to get to what you think about him, too, in a second. Um, The reason that I'm going to give him a little more attention there's a new pitching coach they obviously uh brought him back Carlos Rodon I thought was going to be off the team for a little while they brought him back so I am curious to see what that new pitching coach is going to be able to do with Carlos Rodon the schedule that he has at the beginning of the year oh it's, I, it's wonderful yeah it's, it's I mean the first two starts are Mariners and Royals and then he does mm-hmm. get Boston but then he gets Cleveland after that yeah so that's really nice and keep in mind of course I mean he has uh Grundahl to help out which yeah. I think is certainly a positive well isn't he he might miss the beginning of the year right Am I crazy about and that? In 13.2 innings of spring ball, how many walks do you think Rodon has? Two. One. That's amazing. Okay, and with 16 strikeouts. Slider has improved as well. He's throwing uh, 93 to 95. He was averaging 93 before. Mm. Uh, and he also has a White Sox offense. So I am understanding that maybe this doesn't last, and this is, but in the short term, you're looking for you know a win against the Mariners. You could get that with Rodon. Yeah. I don't know why I thought, too, that yes, Monty Grandal was injured. He came back last week. I'm just a mess Lovely. right now. No, you're good. I'm just trying to keep track of all the news. So much news. <laughs> it's so hard. You should listen to the First Pitch Podcast moving forward. Might be well, okay. if it wasn't 40 minutes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would. Not again! <laughs> 
Uh, I want to hear that laugh back. I don't think I've ever laughed like that in my <laughs> life. Uh, Garrett Richards, we, we talked about a little bit. The, the, there's upside, and he's going up against the Orioles, I believe, twice at the beginning of the year. Yep, that's it. Although, hey, man, although I'm even more interested if Anthony Santander, I know he's dealing with an oblique injury. He should be ready for opening day. Um, Tywin Walker, there he is. Last week, he was a guy you wouldn't even want to touch. Yeah. He's a four ERA guy. Now, here we are. He he's kinda, number 77. He, he is for the the year. I, I think we're I, I think he's better than you think. I hope so. Tywin Walker, so who does he get at the beginning of the year? He gets Look, he gets he gets the Nationals and the Marlins. Yeah. That's it. That's and why Philly. that's on me. I, I Philly I keep going back and forth on Philly. Yeah. The top half of that lineup is kinda good. Yeah. You know, Mitch Cutchin's gonna get on base and Alex Bowman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Andrew. Mitch Cutchin. <laughs> McCutchin. Yeah. McCutchin. Yeah. And then you have Alec Bohm, and then you have uh, Bryce Harper. Yeah, and, and then you have Reese Hoskins. Real Mato's batting. And, oh, oh yeah, so yeah, Real Muto. I'm oh sorry, my God, yeah, Real yeah. Mato. It spread to me. Uh, yeah, that's that. That's how it goes. It goes McCutcheon, Real Muto, Harper, uh, uh, Didi Gregorius Hoskins, is there too. Then, yeah, Bomb and Segura. It can yeah, it can be very. You love Segura so much. Yeah, not he's, I mean, he's your stolen base boy. Yeah, he's my <laughs> late, late, late 10, 10 stolen bases guy. <laughs> Um, all right, so yeah, that is an interesting start to the schedule, and then I'm very happy to see uh, Brad Keller here, because I just streamed him today, because yeah, you want to talk about a nice K upside with an easy schedule at the beginning of the year. It's a K upside, though. I think so. I hope so. Against Texas? and Well, against Texas. This is really only for that first star in Texas, and I'm giving the benefit of the doubt, like, maybe he is that good that I hold past Chicago White Sox. He really shouldn't be here, honestly. Oh, I think he's going to get Cleveland second. I don't, because it's, they're going to Oh, have, right, they might... Okay, then wonderful. Then he gets Cleveland. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, think, I even wrote skip in here, and I don't know how I even... Yeah. yeah. Maybe I subconsciously knew. Yeah, maybe. That's probably what it was. <laughs> yeah, they, they they currently on roster resource as are listed as a four-man Yeah, they rotation. are. I have it written down. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just completely ignored myself. So that's great. That makes Congrats. me even very more excited. You played yourself. You played yourself. Uh, all right, so that brings us to the end of Tier 10. Now we're going to look into Tier 11, which is a big tier. It goes from big A79 tier. to 92. What's going on in Tier 11? Yeah, everyone's going to be upset to see Andrew Heaney here. Um, he's yeah. at 79, but it's the worst schedule. Yeah. It is. I mean, I just, I just feel bad. He has to deal with the White Sox, then the Jays, then the Twins, then the Astros. Yeah. This is the first four starts. Yeah. And you're probably going to be able to pick up Heaney after, which I'm all for. You know, once he actually doesn't have to go through this gauntlet of two tier one offenses and two tier twos, like, yeah, I'm in. That's fine. But I don't want to draft that. You know, I, I look, I, I wouldn't, <laughs> I'm, I'm like tempted to even bet that he'll be available in. I'd say at least 50% of leagues, if not like 30% or 70% of leagues mm. by uh, after that Astros start. Wow. Like that's kind of how I feel about it. Because like if you're a fantasy manager, like you're not going to deal with this. Yeah, especially because someone else is going to look good and you're going to drop. Yeah, that's what happens in fruit. April. Yeah. There are so many guys that are going to look so good yeah. in the first two weeks and you're going to go, ah, oh no. You got to have them. Right, just like we are with Alzelay and Webb and, and Peralta right now. Yep. There are going to be more guys that I don't even know. Like, I, I hate right now. I'm going to love in two weeks or something like that. That's just how, how it happens. Yeah. Okay? So, so Heaney is going to be, you know, don't worry about it. Same with Manaya, Tough schedule for the athletics. We talked about Kikuchi and Dunn. Um, Chris Bassett, a lot of people were upset about that one. But Bassett gets has a tough schedule, too, with, with the athletics. The first two starts of the year, I think they're both against Houston. I don't want to do that. Yeah, I know uh, it's the Dodgers and then Houston. Yeah, Ugh. that is really scary. Don't want that. But uh, here's the thing too. I mean, it's not like you're drafting Bassett for K's. You're drafting him for ratios, and you're drafting him for ERA. I mean, he might be able to induce some a weak contact enough that. But then again, also if he gets burned any of those starts, people are going to drop him. I mean, it's just it's the. I think the reward isn't high enough for Bassett. Mm. Uh, now I will say this: if people want to push back and say, "Look, I'm willing to take those chances because he would get the Diamondbacks and Tigers after." Okay. Yeah. You know, I I completely understand that argument. I believe that in a twelve teamer, you can, as you mentioned, probably pick him up after the the Astros and Dodgers. Like the uh, the reward of Bassett isn't worth the first two starts of the year for him. Yeah, I agree. And it's this is such an important tier too because these are the guys that you need to be paying attention to, right? Right. These are the guys who it doesn't matter what happens in the first two weeks because we're not looking at them in the yeah. first two weeks because of these schedules. But these are the guys who, as you said, are probably going to be oh. You say Kikuchi was 60% dropped this week because he had one blow-up start. Dalton Jeffries was blah, blah, blah. Exactly. This is the tier that where you got upset at me. Where, like, you were like, why isn't this guy higher? I feel like for the full year, I'm like, I'm only focusing on the first couple weeks or so. Yeah. These, this tier nine from 79 to 92 are the ones, like, I recognize (laughs) through the year. Yeah. 
You know, if this were a best ball, I would have them higher. But it's not. You don't but draft it's not the best a best ball. ball. Yes, no, we no, all no. read your yeah, articles. It's one, oh, you what, sh- what, I don't know if they actually read it. They're <laughs> all the way down. What cracks me up about this, too, is that, you know, it's like a freaking Christmas tree over here with the red and green, and then poor Christian Javier just didn't move at all. <laughs> I didn't even realize there. that. I, oh, I, I dragged him far down. But, yeah, because, yeah that's pretty funny. <laughs> that is really uh, funny. You have Caleb Smith in here, though, too. Like, mm. there are a lot of interesting ones. Caleb Smith, I feel like after the month, I actually was tempted to put Luke Weaver in here, too. Um, I should have mentioned him in the French starters, but like I think there's more to fix. I think actually Cable Smith is he was kind of ready last year, yeah. and then he had COVID, and he literally missed six weeks, yeah, in a 60 game season, yeah. <laughs> like that's not gonna work. So Caleb Smith was up to the velocity we wanted. I talked about the the famous nine starts or whatever of 2019 of Caleb Smith. It was because of the velocity. It was there in 2020. He just didn't have any rhythm. He wasn't, you know, all this stuff happened. This could be the year he does it. It's just the Dimex of like a terrible schedule. I mean, it's really, really bad. Yeah. And we're talking about cores and Padres, and it's just, no, no, thank you. Yeah. So so keep Cable Smith in mind. Uh, certainly, we talked about Bassett, Jeffries, Hernandez. Dane Dunning's here. Hey. Yeah, that is, I mean, well, he theoretically dropped, which is kind of funny. Yeah. Um, but it, I, I don't feel like that's changed much. I mean, like, I feel like you've kind of always been in this tier for Dane Dunning. Yeah. Well, Dane Dunning, um, I was, I think, a little bit higher on, but yeah, it's just another case of, like, bad schedule, man, and... You have intriguing upside. Like if he was, if he had a good schedule, he would be up in tier nine. Yeah, but it's just I don't. I'm sorry, man. I can't. I can't do this. I don't want to endure you. Same with Griffin Canning, who's who's got. Uh, actually, it, it did change with Griffin Canning because I thought that Griffin Canning was going. Uh, what was it? I think it was fifth in the Angels or maybe sixth. Yeah, and he got swapped to Shohei Otani. Okay, so, so he is going fifth. Yeah, but like oh, I'm sorry, I thought he was going third. It's and a now funny, he's going fifth. It's a oh, funny, yeah, funny thing sense. with the Angels. Yeah. Because like Quintana, Otani, and Griffin Canning all swapped places. Otani had like the most brilliant schedule. Mm-hmm. Had the Rangers twice in there. I think Seattle as well at the end yeah. of it. And then got the worst schedule. <laughs> well, then Quintana got the glorious one and then Canning got the middle one, right? Yes. So it's going to go. So they get the the order is it goes the White Sox, then Houston, then Toronto, then Kansas City. And it looks like Canning's now going to get Houston, Kansas City, Texas. Otani's going to get the White Sox, uh, Toronto, and Minnesota. Oh, no. Yeah, this is a tough yeah. tough schedule to start yeah. for these guys. And it's at Toronto, too, and Dunedin, where those balls are probably going to be flying out of the yard. Uh, are we... Is there any interest in Alex Cobb whatsoever? I mean, like, he looked okay in spring. Not another that's, guy. That's your sell? Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I don't know. <laughs> He also wasn't terrible last year. I think that splitter was really good for him. The thing was back last year. He went to driveline. <laughs> That's very funny. Um, I don't know. He, he looked good in the start that I saw him make. I don't know. What, I mean, what's the schedule, Fast? The White Sox, Toronto, Minnesota. Houston. Why would you go after Yeah, brutal. 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 Uh, all right. So now we're going to look at the final tier, 93 through 100. Kind of a little mini tier here in tier 12. Uh, now, talk about tier 12 first, and why is Jake Arietta leading it? Because he gets the Pirates twice. Okay. And, and what is tier 12? Tier 12 is like, hey, oh my Lord, I do not have a starter. I need a starter right now. I Any good matchups that I could possibly stream. It's a desperate stream. Hey, yeah. I got you with a couple guys. So then to be clear, this is more deeper leagues, uh, tw- you know, deeper 12, 15 teamers, whatever, or guys who picked up Soroka and Sale and Severino like we brought up earlier and need one start, two yeah. starts out of some other guys. These are your guys. Yeah, you might be seeing these guys as like the streaming picks early on, okay. um, especially if like tier nine and tier 10 are taken. Uh, if they're underneath, I mean, they have to be underneath 20% uh, rostered for me. Uh, I, I, I cut it a low bar. I can't do those 40% guys. Nah, I yeah. do 20%. Yeah, you're dropping. <laughs> so uh, like Jake Arrieta gets the Pirates twice. Fulton Evich gets the Royals right away. Matt Shoemaker. Uh, the cobbler. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think he gets Detroit first, which is really nice. I, I was really tempted to make him first, but then Arietta gets the, the Pirates twice. I had, mm. to give, I had to benefit that for him. And then uh, Fulton Evich. I, I feel like, I don't know. In some ways, I feel like this is the year of Fulton Evich. It's just, it's just a weird thought I have, so I put him above Shoemaker. Chris Archer's back. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I couldn't find any information on Chris Archer. Like, nothing the about way how they he's want done. It. Yes, the way it's the way the Rays want it. <laughs> Um, then you have Adam Wainwright, who doesn't have the worst schedule. It does start with the Reds, but I felt like he deserved to be here. Peterson gets, I think, Phillies twice. And I was like, I don't know. This gets really bad here. Joey Lucchese, kind of the same ordeal. And yeah. then Martin Perez does get your Orioles twice. Yeah, that's interesting. So, um, I, I do want to get to some of the guys who people might be listening to saying, but Nick, where's... Yeah. Uh, so, but Nick, where's Rich Hill? 
Rich Hill, I mean, uh, he is a bad first start. And look, he wasn't as good in 2020. Mm. Like, he was a discernible difference from his 2019 self. And it's not going to get easier for Rich Hill. Yeah. I think this is like the end for him. What, but what, Nick, what about Logan Allen? He showed some good velocity. Logan His Al- pitches yeah. look good. He's got the fourth spot in Cleveland. Oh. Yeah. I mean, hey, they are. They chose him over I, I'm McKenzie. Joking. I'm just joking. Yeah. He's, he's probably going to piggyback with either McKenzie or Quantrill. Mm. And. I don't. I don't know. Logan Allen. I'm sure he's improved a little bit, but I don't really think that he's gonna run away with it. I've heard people think that Cal Quantra is gonna run away with it, and at the very least, like right now, you should not pick him up because he's not gonna go a full start. Yeah. Uh, but Nick, <laughs> what about Robbie Ray? Robbie Ray hurt his elbow uh, falling down the stairs and protecting his baby. I know. Which uh, so many of the stories left out, like protecting his child. Yes. <laughs> like people like, like yeah, he's elbow. holding it and like holding it up. You yeah. know. Uh, I mean, such a baseball injury, of course, by yeah. the way. <laughs> I will never forget, I think it's Clint Barmus with the, the veal that he got with Todd Helton falling down the stairs and then breaking his clavicle. That's ins- my favorite's the Guitar Hero one, but yeah. Oh, yeah, that's um, oh, the flamethrower guy, Zamaya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zamaya, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, Fortnite with David Price. Yes. Um, But yeah, so Robbie Ray, like he's injured right now. I understand he threw more strikes and it's been kind of encouraging. The Jays also don't have the best schedule. Ross Stripling, I feel so bad for Mm. It like it, 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 oh my god it hurts so much look for years we've been like Ross Stripling yeah once he gets a proper spot in the yeah. Dodgers rotation or anywhere like we can't wait for Ross Stripling right finally gets sent to Toronto last year I'm like oh and then no he didn't really get that opportunity but now he's a number two starter fast yeah. the number two starter is Ross Stripling this has got to be it right no fast it is so brutal for him Yankees mm. Angels Yankees Red Sox. That's his first four starts of the year. Yeah, and I mean, that's the thing, too, that the Yankees and Red Sox and then the Rays are going to be a pretty prominent part yeah, of his it, schedule it, for the year. Not, it's not fair. Yeah. It's not fair, Robbie Ray, you know? So I, I had to, yeah, I left him off, too. Yeah. Uh, Nick, this is it. This the is last it? time we're going to speak without regular season baseball. Oh, man. I mean, yeah, on air, we're, we're yeah, speaking every gonna, yeah. two seconds. <laughs> but this is it. I mean, how how are you feeling? Are you excited? Oh, I, you... I can't wait fast. Yeah. I mean, I've been waiting for like, I mean, I feel like pitcherless as a whole, we've been waiting for this 162. Yes. Right? I mean, we were ready for it last year. Obviously, things happened. But, I mean, I'm so excited for the daily morning streams. I mean, just yeah. getting comfortable with that, sipping my coffee as I like try to stay awake at 845 in the morning, you know? Uh, and doing the list and all the extra podcasts we have and the whole, it's just a bigger and new thing. So yeah, I can't wait, man. It's going to be awesome. I don't, I don't think I was thinking about when I was going to announce this and I feel like no one listens to the end of the podcast anyway. So hey, I'll announce they do. it now. We know. Yeah, that's true. We do take <laughs> You guys are the best. I we am, am going to do, yeah, we do love you really. I am going to do what I promised I was going to do last year, what's that? but wasn't able to do, which is every morning I'll tweet out the, uh, the top K performers, every strikeout that they had from the night before. So oh, you can man. have your own little mini highlight reel oh, look at each you. morning. So you can see every guy and I'll do a little stat about what was their CSW, what was the blah, blah, blah. But every morning on Twitter and on TikTok, that's right. I'm on TikTok. Oh, Oh Alex God. Fast PL and on Instagram Alex Fast PL. I'm gonna do it. Why not? I, I thought it would be fun. Yeah, I thought it would be fun because you know what we need, we we got to provide these highlights. You know what I mean? Yeah. We got to provide the highlights. Mm. But I can't wait, man. It's it's oh my god. We're gonna settle in. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be an amazing year. I actually think because of all the vaccines too, it's go it, it, it's gonna happen. I think we're gonna get. Uh, you know, there might be some delays here and there, but like, I think it's going to happen, man. I think we're going to get a full 162 games. It's going to be wonderful. I can't wait. Give us baseball fast. Yeah. Like, give us baseball. Give All us right. baseball. That is going to do it for episode number 252 of On the Corner, the official PitcherList.com podcast. I'm your host, Alex Fast. And I'm Nick Pollock, and we'll talk to you guys next week.